2: This week's Footballistically Arsenal is brought to you by Gaz and the team at the Blue Ball in Walton-on-the-Hill near Epsom. Check out their amazing Sunday lunch. And whilst you're there, enjoy it with a pint of Watney's Pale Ale.
1: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. You'll recognise immediately it's not the voice of Boyd Hilton. He's done the equivalent of pulling out in the warm-up today. But he uh, is well and he'll be back next week. In his place, I've got two tremendous guests anyway. Jeff Arsenal, Twitter legend. Has come with a Costa coffee. I mean, he's late, but he had time to get the coffee, I noticed. What, what have you got with you, Jeff? I'm
2: not, I'm not a Twitter legend anymore, and, and the Costa coffee is the only coffee I drink.
1: So. Jeff, I, I reached my mobile to check your following on, on Twitter, and I, I think it's, it's ever grown. Now, let's have a look 147,000 100, 147, yeah, followers. was when I was
2: in my pump. I think I've lost a few since a few thousand since uh, uh, maybe a year or so, but it's not the end of the world. Do you think people it's are slowly up. removing you? You maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't give that information anymore that they require. So right. I'm like, a, I would, my, my sponge is now dry.
1: <laughs> um, well, listen, uh, it's great to have you with us, Jeff. but we are joined by someone who has not appeared on this podcast since January 2013, which actually oh, yeah. precedes my involvement in wow. the podcast. Um, Chris Martin. Chris, welcome. Thanks. Obviously, made such an impression last time. You had to get me back. Um, Six years later... Chris, I I can't be blamed because you were off my radar until I noticed on your Twitter this week as I was scrolling the podcast feed, you said you were back in the UK, you live in LA. I live in Los Angeles. I'm not as particular in my coffee as Jeff though, um, with his Costa
0: only, Uh, (laughs) despite the rumours. Yeah, I'm back for a week, I was back for a wedding. And then you reached out. and I thought I'd love to do this. This is because... So
1: Thank you for fitting into your schedule. Your, your Twitter bio. Boyd loves reaching for people's Twitter bios as right. way well. of. I'd say introduction. I guess reintroduction for those that have been with us for the last six and a half years. Yeah. Um, not in Coldplay. I'm not in Coldplay. Podcast at baby sitting Trev. Yes. Is that still going? It
0: is still going. It's um, hibernating because I've been away. It's hard to do them. F- yeah. But um, transatlantic. Transatlantic. But. um Despite not being in, I'm sure most of my followers, unlike Jeff, actually do think I'm in Coldplay, despite me saying that. Most of them are Indian people that think I'm in Coldplay. So, of the 20,000? I'd say probably 70% are Indian people who think I'm in Coldplay. Can you sing? I can't sing. Um, I just am a white guy with facial hair. So they're
1: like, and you must be the same. What I must say, Chris has also come wearing a, a particularly cool retro T-shirt, yeah, a World Cup USA 94.
0: As I said, my wife actually got this for me, so well done her. I'll pass on your compliments. Yeah,
1: please do. I feel rude snagging the uh, the assist on that. Um, well, you you were at a wedding, Chris, you were just saying, at the weekend. Yes. And Jeff, I hope I'm not selling you out here by saying you had... Domestic housework yeah, you that you know, had to oversee. Kitchen
2: fitters in there, kitchen still fitters. in there at the moment, and it's not finished.
1: How yet. big is your kitchen no, that they need to be there for not, three days? It's,
2: yeah, well, it's quite a big, but you know. Uh, times are, are good. Women are tricky, aren't they? So, okay. some women are tricky, not all women, and others, everyone different.
1: Okay. Well, I know you've... Before uh, I know <laughs> for you've a, for a get
2: battered <laughs> on Twitter. There's
0: another couple of thousand followers. Lost, that's right, lost. <laughs>
1: There'll be 140,000 by, uh, by next weekend. Uh, Jeff, I know you've seen the game, and Chris, I think, has seen the highlights, so we, we, we will go through that, but it feels like there's much more to talk about than simply reflecting on not only the Wolves game, not only talking really about the, the Liverpool 5-5, which seems a lifetime ago, but was since we did this podcast. But there's wider issues at play it feels I think we uh, that we need to talk about Chris um just before you got here Jeff was saying to me that he felt the game and result against Wolves was just entirely predictable and that's yeah. how I felt coming out of it it wasn't shock it's kind of disappointment with the general malaise of this team
2: Yes, yeah, very true I mean I think everyone now has got to grips with lowering their expectations because we're just I mean the last three games uh, against them smaller sides that we used to roll over every single week. Now we're, you know what, we're struggling to get a result against them. It could have been completely different at the weekend uh, where we could have got beat. We could have quite, I mean, we're giving away too many chances. I mean, that's just crazy. Especially when we cannot defend. We can't defend for Toffee. And I think we've gone through it before, you and I, Josh, and I, 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 I hate to say it, but I told you so, with regards to what was going to happen. We're now a club that are going to go through the three-year process of, of
1: managers. Do you think, then, was it going to be, Chris, anyone who came after Wenger? Or is it that Unai Emery's just not good enough?
0: Um, I think it's the latter, personally. Um, I just... Yeah, it's obviously going to be a big change after Wenger. But, like, for me... I don't know, I look, I feel, you're talking about Klopp, as a comparison which is hard because Klopp I think is in a a different category, but I still think you could see what he was trying to do with Liverpool within a couple of months, so one part of me wants to give him time, but I think we all, we know what he's about now, right? And I think somebody else, and I'm not saying Arteta would have been the solution, but I think being more creative in the, I mean, it's it's the unknown, so I can't be like, you don't know what he would have been like, right? But... I think where we're at, you need to go someone young and exciting and just to take yeah, just take us somewhere different. Because I think like, I know Mourinho's name's going around, but like I think going for these managers that have got a reputation but their reputation isn't particularly great, they're just known names. I think you've got to mm. you've got to kinda of not blow it up, but you've got to try something different, I think. A bit fresh.
1: What's worrying, Jeff, is you could say, <clears throat> as people I think were six weeks ago, well Bellerin's gonna come back into this team. Holding's going to come back into this team.
2: Yeah. This
1: is actually what we've got. I think Peck's On Saturday, barely... okay, Pep Pepé Pep could have played, Pep could have played, but it's not He's like not we're missing trees, four, or five we're not missing four, or five key players.
2: No. no. No, I mean you know I mean everybody said that with the squad that Wenger had anybody could do better, right? Remember that? Anybody's now saying with the squad that Emery's got anybody could do better. It's not that quite that simple. I mean Lowering expectations is great because you got you're not going to win the league with, with Man City. I don't think so with Man City and Liverpool in the form that they're in, right? So you've got to really wipe your mouth on that and hope to pump for one of the cups. But um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit worried now, and you know me, I'm quite optimistic. I'm yeah. a little bit worried that we're yeah. we're shooting for for top eight now, and uh,
1: but is it that we're maybe a top eight team, but we have a Bamiang. That's what it's starting to feel like. No. And the fact that Bamiyang has gone, you, you think, no, we're better than that. We're think, better than that.
0: I just think the right guy in charge would... You, you, you're supposed to make your team better than they are on paper. It doesn't have to be miles yeah. better, but yeah. I think on paper we're, we have better players yeah. than like Leicester. Yeah. But the, look at how... I'm not saying Rodgers is the answer me, but the way he gets them... He has an uh, yeah. identity and he gets them doing things. We just need somebody... I just think I just think the communicate. I just think the players... they have not down tools, but I just think they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's... That uncertainty in these guys is going to... Well, gonna
1: well s- the Mesut situation seems to suggest that's very much the case because left out completely for, for weeks on end, given, uh, I think, two appearances uh, you know, ahead of the, the game at Anfield last week. For Emery to go from a situation where he's not willing to put him in 18 to then suddenly he's back in the Premier League team, I think and not stuck only stuck that, on but him. he's starting...
2: I think he stuck it on him. I honestly thought, I think to myself, that he, he stuck him in there. And, go on, Mesut. I'm going to stick you in against Liverpool. You're going to go and fuck it up, yeah. right? But he was he was different class. Wasn't he, he was the best player on the pitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's Meza Özil, right? He, if you if you put your arm around him, I think, he, he, oh, of course he's going to have them games. I've been uh, highly critical, but he is, you're so every, he's, You he got the ball and you, you just. It, I don't know. It was amazing just yeah. watching him. Playing for an uh, for Arsenal, we hadn't seen for a few weeks.
1: 100. percent That moment, okay, it's an assist in a League Cup game. Oh, it's probably was, the most memorable moment of the so season so old, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, just the so moment. Ozil. Just I was brilliant. Screaming, just saying. No one else.
2: Not, can, you know, he's,
1: he's what gets you excited about football, right? Yeah, I just feel that to suddenly go from not being 18 to sticking him in the 18. No one else is. He hasn't, he's not doing that with any other player, yeah. which suggests there's a big problem there with how he's, as you say, communicating and how much faith the team have in him. I wonder, Jeff, under Wenger, when the fans started to turn on him, and me and you, or yeah. you and I, should I yeah. say, if we're yeah. speaking properly, yeah. were two of those who defended him pretty much till the end. Yeah. But it was a different situation, 22 years. But nowadays in football, I think once the fans turn on the manager, very rarely does this turn around.
2: No, I, true.
1: I now think the majority, and I've seen... Twitter polls, okay, Twitter polls aren't necessarily reflective yeah. of
2: Whoa, of everyone, surprised. but it's a good
1: indicator, probably. 90%. And I think 90% pretty much are just done with it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And therefore, how long, how long do you think it lasts, Chris? Um, I'm slightly concerned
0: by the... Uh, I mean, I'm, the words coming out of the hierarchy. Is that what they're called now? Sounds so official, the hierarchy. But they seem to be... It seems to be... Conti- We're going to wait till the end of... That can't be... That can't be a way to run it. You can't just wait. The whole point is we need to make top four, right? Yeah. And from and this is what's kind of good about the internet now. As much as there's a lot of angry people arguing, is um, stuff like metrics and stuff. As much as it makes you sound like a bit of a nerd, it is useful to see what's happening in the broader scheme of things. Mm. And surely they're looking like not not just this season. From two months to go last, once he didn't yeah. have Aaron Ramsey, right? Yeah. He hasn't. What has he done in in the? two months of last season, first two months of this season, that would warrant you thinking he's going to turn it around. I don't think he's... Wenger would cash so much goodwill. You could do that. This got... Wet. He had that unbeaten run, but still was kind of unconvincing. And so, for them, it feels like if we lose to Leicester, he has to go. But I'm slightly worried they're not going to do that. Um, and I don't know. I think because he's a nice... Do you know what I mean? It's funny. We tried to move away from Wenger, but it seems like he's almost got all of Wenger's worst qualities and none of the positives in terms of... He's not great at the defence. There's no exciting attacking play, really. No. But all, he's supposed to be a nice guy. And so Venga again, he's like a lovely bloke. So I, I feel like he's nice, but that's not what you need. You just want a guy to... My
2: biggest fear, right, when we were defending Wenger, right, my, honestly, my biggest fear that we, was l- we would lose that football philosophy of, you know, mm-hmm. um, that fluent offensive football that we used to play, right, and what I thought we was getting in Emery was still that fluent football, but someone that would organise the defence a little bit better, right? Because obviously, Arson, he would more rely on just scoring, outscoring the other teams, and it just hasn't happened. And in fact, I believe that we've got worse. Yes,
1: absolutely. And the problem is, in terms of letting it go, Chris, as you say, you know, most businesses, if they thought the man at the top wasn't right, would address it. And, and get rid of him. I just don't know with Tanahi and with Edu, who presumably we feel are the two people that, that could pull the trigger on him, whether they come from a, a position whereby they are under pressure from Kronke to to pull the trigger, to to make a decision, or whether there is a feeling of there's still time, there's loads of time left in the season. Yes, we're you know, we're not that many points technically off the top four. But I wonder if we go to Leicester, who are Probably the team we now have to pip to fourth. Certainly, if you look at the odds, you know, mm-hmm. Chelsea are expected to make it, City Liverpool They're are a done deal. Than
2: yeah. at the time, but if we
1: the go, thing. I mean, forget, I remember going to the game with, um, with Alice Brook at the end of our season. We went up to that game together, really positive, as we would go. And then you get to the stadium, really positive, And then you sit there and you get smashed 3 0 and you think, oh no, oh, sure. this is just what it's been like away from home for the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we go there next Saturday and get smashed 3 0 again with an international break coming up, do you think there's any chance? Well, you know
2: what the old Arsenal and the hierarchy that was in charge previously, right? I would say yes, definitely they're going to give him to the end of the season because that's what we do. But with this, with this new lot, you, you just really don't know. They might right. just they might they might pull the plug on him and, and, and let him go. But me personally, I would prefer to. Um, we need continuity, whatever happens, right? And I do think that we should, unless we fall off a cliff, right?
1: Which is what for you?
2: Oh well, we could be Spurs or Man United at the moment, you know? But if, 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 but if we keep on, listen, we're not beating, my problem is we're not even beating the average or what we call average sides any longer, Yeah, right? That's where the problem lies. It's all right when we just get worried about getting, well, we ain't one away at one of the top six for blah, 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 yeah. mumps or whatever, yeah. sitting so many games. We can't even fucking beat the the, the, the United, Palace, shit, Wolves. Come on. Sheffield United, Palace and Wolves, right? Two points. And the same last year that cost us the top four. We played Palace, didn't we? we I think we played Wolves. Brighton, and there was another game in Brighton between. Brighton. Teams. Brighton. Yeah. Three games. I think we took three points. or got beat in one of them. Come on. And that sort of writing was on the wall then.
1: Would you pull the trigger? If we get beat at Leicester, you'd be happy, I mean, I, I, I'm, I know, I, it sounds.
0: I think there's a slight... There's, 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 one of the lovely things about Arsenal is I think we have a... a maybe not so much, more of a, a perceived way of doing things and we're classy club so I think there's a reticence to be a club to just you know we, we don't think we're, we think we're better than Chelsea and we are Chelsea are horrible we some, those are scumbags right but we so I think there's a reticence to be like binning off managers left right and centre but I don't think it's reactionary to be I mean if I hope he turns it around and we win on the weekend but for me there's no sign that it was going to be anything but a loss um, if we get a draw I think that would yeah. actually to be a relatively good result but um, where we're at, at the moment but I just think it's like we've come from such a unique thing with Wenger to this. And so we're scared to be burning managers left, right and centre. But I sort of think we're just in that position now where it's going to take... It might not be the next manager. Like if Freddie comes in, he might not be the answer. But maybe that's the end of the season. It might take two or three. But I think when you... There's the, everything shows it's going downhill. And and the only thing that's sort of... I think saving him, as you kind of touched on this, Jeff was is uh, Man U and Tottenham are, are worse. Yeah. But I still think that's like, having that as the excuse to not fire him feels, we like Arsenal, we should be like, yeah. I, I know yeah. we're not, we're not going to win the league, but we should be like, let's be up with the squad we've got, what they did in the summer. We should be easily hitting them. Yeah. And that's not being cocky. Yeah,
2: no, it's true. With the might teams in front in... of us, we should be above them. Exactly. You know,
1: so,
2: Leicester, really? We, we should really be above Leicester. We should, a big football club like Arsenal absolutely. should be up there.
1: The uh, blog, I'm sorry, the Ask Blog did a poll, which I think was the one maybe you were referring to, yeah. which put out after the game on Unai Emery, and 87% of 59,000 voters of wanted him sacked yeah. sack now. Yeah. I mean, it's, is that an, is, is it's that, a
2: bit reactionary sometimes, yeah. I think, you know, but, you know, again, who do you replace him with? And, and, and be careful. Well, go what on. We better, we better talk
1: about the the big one that has been voiced in the newspapers and and broadcasters... I Jose Mourinho, and it's hard to tell if it's coming from Mourinho's camp and edging he's for a job. definitely coming from
2: Mourinho. Definitely, yeah. It's, uh, that that oh, man is it's so divisive. If we're divided now, yeah. right, like we was with, with Wenger, we'd be even worse with, no, under Mourinho. Yeah. I can't stand the way he plays football. I don't like his mannerisms. I mean, you can't go from Arsene Wenger to, yeah. to Jose Mourinho. That is so
0: going from the frying pan into a volcano of shit. It's, you don't want that. I wonder what
1: Arsene would be thinking. Can you imagine? Ah. I mean, he's not coming back to the club at the moment as it is because he doesn't want to be around the place while the people that sacked him are there. Can you imagine him ever coming back if Mourinho?
2: Mm. I
0: I did tweet this, which was like, why would we get Edu in and then get in Mourinho? Do you know what I mean? That feels like a weird... I feel like it's got to be coming from... It just feels like the weirdest... Why do you get Edu to be overseeing this philosophy and all this? And then we bring in Mourinho, which is like such a... Band-Aid at And a, shall I be honest with you, we
2: couldn't even afford Mourinho because he's going to be £10 million a year, right? Yeah,
0: he brings up all his staff in as well. And then he's going to be another £19 million to sack in two years. Yeah, that's so. right.
2: So, uh, you, you, no... I like, don't
0: think so. I, know, I hope I not.
1: You think as... Would you... I mean, the thing about Mourinho, people always say, is that you know, ultimately he's been pretty successful everywhere he's been, even as he describes that, taking Man care. United to second. I do
2: not care. I would rather...
1: You'd rather a stick with Unai
2: team for two you years and have Jose Mourinho. Yeah. I really would, but I'll tell you what I think may happen. I think what I would do, um, if it was at all possible, I would I would stick with Unai until the end of the season. Let him know, uh, and and have a punt with Mikel Arteta, yeah. because he knows the club. Uh, he's had good experience there under the Pep. He's going to want to. I think. I think he'd want he want to do the job, uh, and. If you, like like you said, Chris, if you're going to have a pump, but he's, he's going to be fresh and, and vibrant, and
1: well, I'm just getting the uh, bookmakers' odds in front of us, and I'm afraid Mourinho is the favourite, five to two across the market, followed by Arteta, Vieira, Brendan Rogers, Allegri, Lumberg, Deschamps, and then uh, and then various others. But uh, yeah, I don't even want to spend too much time talking about the idea of Mourinho. No. I hate the idea that the man who you know, pushed and shoved, you know pushing and shoving with a oh, great something, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do feel, I feel a he bit like that our
0: dad I, I just think feels... the
1: football club realized
2: that at least half the fan base do not want Jose Mourinho anywhere near the club, I think they would
0: I think, I think surely surely on online, someone is re- like yeah, someone is reading you 'd hope yeah. so it'd yeah, be yeah. odd to they made good noises about him not meeting Raul. so that made the fact that they'd like quash that felt good yeah. to me did you hear yeah, that i mean
1: was... he was at the the game wasn't he? Game, the victoria yeah. game because there was a link from his father Portugal, i think yeah. it was a portuguese link rather than any hopeful um, hopefully any interest in the managerial vacancy um, that could or could not materialize just in terms of the game on on on, on saturday in in terms of the team it was an introduction for meza ozil yeah and a, a, you know no no place for for pep what mm. did you, what did you make of done? You with you the team were you happy yeah
2: i was i was quite happy to see obameyang um,
1: and Lacazette
2: Lacazette up top I thought I thought I, I, I maybe would have rather have gone with Pepe but then maybe Ozil would have had to drop out but when I see Ozil there I thought you know what that's good that's, that's, that's a positive
1: and the only real decisions at the moment is Hector Bellerin not being seen as being quite fit enough and hasn't performed probably well enough in the games he's had, so Ch- Chambers has maintained his place. There's a lot of Otherwise, there's like, not a lot of choice going on.
2: There's a lot of people that really like Hector Bellerin, but I'm one that says he's got a lot to do to, to really perform and get in a, a, a proper Arsenal team.
1: Right. We better talk about Xhaka because, obviously, we, last week's podcast was... Um, done, I guess, in the aftermath of of what had happened, but before we really knew um, how the situation would play out with the club. I must admit, I thought that he would play, uh, you know, some role. I just thought there'd be a, an, an apology of sorts come out last sort of Monday evening, Tuesday possibly. And it didn't really come. I I don't know if maybe it's just worth quickly reading out this uh, statement that he made. Just I'm sure people have seen it, but I, also I know you you both weren't at the actual game. But it, but incredibly, this was the actual captain's notes in the program. I mean. How many years have we been having a programme with captain's notes? And, and now here in 2019, we're just printing out an Instagram quote. Yeah. Um, but, but essentially, you know, after taking some time to reflect on what happened on Sunday afternoon, I'd like to give you an explanation rather than a quick response. The scenes that took place around my substitution have moved me deeply. I love this club and always give 100% on and off the pitch. It's my feeling of not being understood by fans and repeated abusive comments at matches and in social media over the last weeks and months have hurt me deeply. People have said things like, we will break your legs, kill your wife and wish that your daughter gets cancer. This has stirred me up and I reached boiling point when I felt the rejection in the stadium on Sunday. In this situation, I let myself be carried away and reacted in a way that disrespected the group of fans that support our club, our team and myself with positive energy. This has not been my attention. I'm sorry if that's what people thought. My wish is that we get back to a place of mutual respect and remembering why we fell in love with this game in the first place. Let's move forward positively together which essentially is an explanation not an apology yeah. is that how you interpreted it Jeff I mean
2: yeah definitely I, I just think it was I was there at the game when it happened yeah and in, in, all the people around me um, they, they wasn't of course there was cheers that went up because he wasn't having a good game and he hasn't been playing that well and I, I listen I'm a little bit biased so I don't like him I don't think he, he's fit to wear an Arsenal shirt, let, yeah, alone, let alone captain the Arsenal team. It's shocking, right? Uh, but the way he reacted, for me, he would never play for Arsenal ever again.
1: So what do you do with him now? Because he he was left out of the team, so he didn't take part at all, not even on the bench, no softly bring him back in. What do you do? you Where do you go now, Chris? What do you think? Because do you, do you, he's going to have to play at some point. He's too valuable an asset. If we want to talk in business terms to the football club, I can't see him completely being rejected. Well,
0: it depends. If it was a different manager, maybe.
1: I just think Unai is so behind
0: the eight ball, and like, like, like on the weekend dropping Pepe, which you, some might say is Warrens to put in having brought back Ozil. I think he he doesn't. Partly, while we're in this situation, I don't think he knows. Eighteen months in, how to get the best out of these players? So he's doing. He's doing what Wenger did at the end, which was like after 22 years and he's like shit i'll go to the back uh, back five and he's like just scrabbling around to work it out yeah. so he'll be a point depends how long he stays in but if Unai's there um he might be like oh i could just see him partly what i think chambers is in is he's like he's big And he's big for goal kicks. And so Shaka. it sounds weird, but another reason I think he gets in a lot is he's big. So he might be like, oh, we need a bit of physicality. I'll bring him in. But he's not really dealt with it, What He's he's sort of just gone, I'll just, that's the end of it. And he's not playing at the moment. But it's still, I kind of like a bit more clarity. And that's the the recurring thing under Emery. There's no no clarity.
2: clarity. There is no clarity. I I honestly do not think he knows his best 11, Okay, And as they. There's definitely trouble where people don't understand what, what he's, he's giving them to do, asking them to do. They don't really understand. And that's where the problem was. They really don't know what they we're doing.
1: OK, we're going to talk more about this after a short break.
2: This week's Footballistically Arsenal was brought to you by the Ralston on Lily Road in Fulham in partnership with Watney's Pale Ale. With comfortable and modern surroundings, award-winning staff and a friendly atmosphere, it's a great place to watch sports on TV if you can't get to the game. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours.
1: Jeff, just before we went to the break, you were talking there, I think, about the communication issues. And there's been rumours as well about some of the younger players in the squad effectively taking the piss out of of Emery. And I don't know if it's correct to draw a conclusion or a link between the comments that Saka made after his debut away in Frankfurt, which we've mentioned on this podcast. But he spoke about how integral Lundberg had been in terms of um, communication to help him, in terms of maybe the manager not helping him. With that being the case, with Mesut Ozil's situation being as as low as it is, I think it it draws a a lot of problems. A lot of fans found it weird that he, he turned to Saka over Pepe, on Saturday, you know, he needed needed someone to come on. It was it that was, was a slightly strange you know. one. And then, with five minutes to go, he, he swaps the left backs, tyranny for Kaladzintch. When you are desperately needing a goal and you've got someone you have signed strange. as a forward it, it, the, the for Liverpool seventy million, the
2: substitutions was as strange as well.
1: Well, the Ozal one he seemed to clarify that it was a pre arranged, which then yeah. set up the idea that he was then likely to start in the Premier League, as if this was all just some sabbatical Ozil's been on that he agreed, and now he was going to bring him singing and dancing back into the squad. It, it doesn't... It well, does. from the
2: start, he, he stuck it on himself yeah. with the Ramsey debacle, right? He's let him go for free, uh, you know, at the end of the day. Ultimately, he, he was the one that uh, he was about to sign Ramsey, wasn't he? You know, apparently he'd been offered a contract and he was due to sign it. And he said, well, I don't really fancy him for that kind of money. I've yeah. got to pay him. All right Then he's isolated Ozil. Now, they're two Arsenal... It's two of our best players. If they're yep. playing on the team, that are two of our best players, without a shadow of a doubt. So when you start doing that and you're not having good results, you're going to put, stick it, You're sticking it on yourself.
1: I think you're probably right. Um, I just want to touch upon the, the Carabao Cup game because it was an extraordinary game. I mean, how many five fives? Brilliant game. It was a fun do you to get? Watch. Brilliant for the neutral. I felt really deflated at the end, though. And then when I sort of watched the highlights back, I thought actually there's a load of positives to take from this game. Um, and probably all it does is save us humiliation against Man City at some point in this competition. But it was a great, great game for the neutral. Yeah, well, I, I watched it again. Like part
0: of the issue, it, it's not a. You can be playing a sort of less eye-catching football if there's results to go with it, right? Correct. But this season has been bad results and bad football. Yeah. So really, the only time I've enjoyed watching us is in the cups, right? Because you see these young players. It feels like he almost. I mean I'm not in the case. It's almost like he maybe just goes, I'm not really gonna coach just go and have a laugh. Like, and he goes yeah. and you can see that and that's sort of why I think you know there's talks, you know, his whole thing he's famous for is making them watch so many videos of other teams. He's so obsessed with the other teams and and the Premier League, and he hasn't worked out really that Arsenal's a big club. When you go to any club pretty much outside the top six, you should just go and impose yourself on them and, and dominate. But he, he, I, I get the impression from the way we play, he's got a different tactical thing for each game, which it's is good. why the players look so confused and the formation's confused, different. Yeah. But in the cup games like that, you're like, great, he's put young players on who are sort of the most exciting thing about the Arsenal thing as well. Willock's exciting to look sacker, like all Smith Rose kind of not really talked about it. He's one of the guys, I think, if you get some run, he's, he looks like he could be that kind of. Um, sort of advanced central midfielder or something but um, yeah so seeing those guys do that unfortunately when we were 5-4 up I really I still just because it's I just didn't think we would even with three minutes to go and it's not because I just thought like there's no there's no direction even the subs were kind of defensive at the end of that game weren't they he did I can't remember who he put on at the end but you just felt like he's like right I'm going to try and not that you're just going to go gung ho, but it just feels like once you start putting that doubt, because he has the doubt, I think it seeps into the players and they yeah, think, "Oh, we're going to let in yeah. another
1: goal." I think with Martinelli, we we have a younger player who there wasn't the expectation, Jeff, that he was going to have the impact he has. Yeah. From what I understand, he was expected to go be with the under twenty threes, and that was probably the the sum of you know some of the expectations of this season. And yet, he got half an hour on Saturday again. You know, we talk about Saka coming on fifteen minutes prior. Yeah. We'd seen this eighteen-year-old Brazilian kid come on, yeah. who probably should have had a first-half hat trick at Anfield the other yeah, day. Yeah,
2: Should have done, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, that's exciting. He, he, very exi- he's very exciting, the kid. Um, and we saw that from previous games as well. He always yeah. scored, scored them goals, you know. And he, he looks very, very. I, li- I like it where he. He gets the ball down. He, he he faces up to them all them centre backs and the yeah. and he just he, he'll have a go at them. He's not frightened he's to run at them. He's got and that that's a raw talent where he's he's got the balls to just you know fuck this we'll have a go at him, mate, and see what happens. Yeah. And uh, that's good.
1: Yeah, it's a desperate sign. And presumably, as as we maybe just have a touch on looking ahead to our Europa League games, and I completely agree with you. Chris, the most enjoyable games this season, although. Possibly we weren't all that brilliant you know, for much of the game against Victoria, the reverse fixture where you know, Pep scored his, his two excellent free kicks yeah. and, uh, and that was what we hoped was going to kick on and start his, his season. Um, we we go there, top of the group, three wins out of three. Victoria are yet to get a, a point on the board after their three games, so this is their final chance to, to try and salvage anything from this group. Arsenal winning should put them through to the next stage. Are there players that you're, you're particularly keen to, to see to to play in this team? Because at the moment, it's almost like we know exactly what the, the cup team is as well. That back four that played at Anfield of of, of Rob Holding, of Mustafi, of, uh, of Kalazinac and Bellerin is, is probably about where we're going to be again. And in some ways, it's a, that wouldn't be a disgraceful back four to play in a Premier League game. And yet somehow they let in five at, at Liverpool. Some of them have got some some probably proving, proving of themselves still to do.
0: Yeah, Holding's the one I'm not... Dis- I mean, I think we. there's a lot of... Uh, he's been away and his value's gone up a lot because he, he had a lovely little run yeah. before he got injured. And in that game, I thought he was particularly poor. But then, from his point of view, I just think... If you're just thrown in... in you know, we, we can separate the teams and we have done well relatively in those midweek games. But I think if you're just like... Essentially, like, going, being chucked... Especially as a defender, being chucked into this sort of, don't sound too dramatic, sort of a sinking ship and expected to sort of plug all the holes. That's difficult. And especially, he's like still trying to find his feet. There's a terrible injury and it's only, what's he played like four or five times? And it's not super regular. So I hope he kind of learns from last week and kind of steps up again. Um, Mustafi, which reminded us why everyone's like, oh he's all right again. It reminded us that he's got the same thing as granite, right? Which is he can actually be all right for a couple of games, but then he does these these sort of brain farts. Which, which the, the, the cons- I think the best players have consistency, right? So when you yeah. do that, you consistently make mistakes. It's the opposite of that. So he's one of them. So for me, even like we're, we're going to win that group, we're going to qualify. Put in like Zek, Medley. I mean, I've, I'm not, I haven't seen him enough to know, but it, he's more. There's more excitement. Potentially from him than Mustafi, who we've already written off. But then Ebry might bring him back in. I mean, who knows? He's supposedly written him off. But yeah, bring in Zach Medley maybe. And um, even I want to see that, uh, is it Balogun up front? The uh, Or um, Tyrese? Uh, John, John Jules. The, the, the guy from Red Dwarfs, Nephew, whatever. I'd like to see them get a little bit yeah. of a run out. Because yeah. some of the other young players might, like like Martinez creeping towards the weekend team. So give him more yep. minutes. But like, let's even put a couple more youngsters in, I think.
1: Yeah, you're not tempted by a trip to Portugal midweek. A, t- a ten to four kickoff, huh? which I I cannot remember. A ten it's to four on a Wednesday kickoff. That's not you know well, just a, ba- like I'm playing away back. in Russia. This is a U- Central European time.
2: I mean, we played a, a, a an FA Cup. I think the game was. I think the game it was it was power cuts back in the seventies, right. Even know, know, we'll
1: <laughs> Chris and I are going to have to just let you a, do this, there was this one. A Saturday
2: game that got postponed, right? Yeah. And it was the next to following Wednesday, three o'clock kickoff, right? Three o'clock on a Th- Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Oh, wow. And I remember going there, the old man let me bunk off school for the day. <laughs> Brilliant. So, oh God, it was in the 70s. Wow. So it just shows the last time. time. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous time to have a. Well, is it, is it TV
1: or no? It, was, I, I believe it's because doesn't another team there's two other
0: games aren't there that yeah, night or something like playing
1: that, in yeah in Portugal Braga. in Bra- Braga which is too close, so they uh, they've had to organize it taking place on a on a different well, night. See, we are the only Europa League game taking place yeah, on Wednesday. You
2: see, see, this is this is how to, how to oh we've just fallen to me. I mean we we was we was last on match of that weekend. I hear.
1: I didn't actually watch the entirety of, uh, of Matchday. Well, I, saw I just the, the, the three-minute sky it, highlights for all break, the games. It,
2: it breaks my heart when we, we play like we play. So I, I, I didn't even bother watching it, but I saw the I saw the lineup right. on Twitter, and we was last. God. And you see what I was over And that's not, that's not... I mean, that's, that's bad. That's Burnley. And then we're playing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday in a European tie. You know, normally, if we was any... Uh, you know, I bet one of the top teams that are in the... Uh, they're playing at 8 o'clock, you know?
1: Yes. You weren't tempted to, to fly out, Jeff? I know, Occasion, occasional European yeah, trips do, for you. Yeah, I do, yeah, no,
2: generally do, but no, you know, it's, it's I'm a bit deflated, to be yeah, honest
1: yeah, with you, yeah. Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll admit it, as we, as we look to the Leicester game, I, I had uh, planned to go to Leicester with a couple of mates, and we were all that deflated that they started suggesting that maybe we we didn't go and we simply watched on TV. So the first time in a long time that I, I sort of said yes to that, I've been, you know, incredibly positive and, and have why. gone all over the country, and I, I just thought, you know, well, maybe you're right, maybe let's just... You know, I'll have my Saturday. The reason
2: why I was late tonight, I was collecting me Leicester tickets. But I don't know. Where you I'm are going. going? Well, at the moment I'm going, but you know, I don't know we're Leicester. No, so. I,
1: I, I passed. I must admit, I've, I've passed them on to a friend of a friend, and uh, and won't be going. But I'm sure it will be. Uh, you know, West Ham away. After do that one. Do you fancy us? Not not in the slightest. And I'm not being. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Chris, do you fancy no, us? But wait, wait, no, but hang on. If you look at even at the odds, I mean, like we're, I think we're like. To 5 to 2 to win the game Leicester are you know big favorites than the way they played they've gone and rolled over crystal palace uh, am i being unfair i no, do no, we, we, we haven't got- shown any
0: we don't deserve to be seen as anything but the underdogs because we haven't shown any signs. Yeah. There's no, there's no Emory evidence. To, even under Wenger, you'd be like, oh, but he's one thing he's quite good at is we have a shit couple of weeks and then he'd like,
2: yeah,
0: bring that. I'm like, what, about, where, yeah. where, where, where are we going back to, Vemery? It's like, he'll just try and be defensive and I think yeah. we're
1: going to get, we'll still somehow get done on the break, like twice. Leicester are currently six points clear of us. Exactly. And not only are they six points, they're 18 goals better off. Yeah. Of course, they had the 9 0 victory. Yeah against Southampton, but even if, you, even if you decide to take all those goals out, they'd still be comfortably um, ahead of where we are. Leicester City have an opportunity after 12 Premier League games to go nine points clear
2: We're in trouble, of Arsenal.
1: Right? And at that point, you really start thinking nine points behind the top four, which is where we could be come 7.30 on Saturday, 12 games in, it's a hell of a long way back.
2: So, uh, well you know what I, I think we'll struggle I've got to, because Leicester are a decent side you know they play good football as well yeah. right and they're organised and they do defend quite well they've
1: got the Premier League's top scorer yeah. G- well, Jamie Vardy yeah, who turned
0: us down that's another low point in our, in our Arsenal mm. supporting Get turned down by Vardy
1: Come on, think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, I think there were a few different variations yeah, of, uh, of that story. I, don't know. I don't know. Supposedly Wenger maybe decided at the last minute yeah. he wasn't quite the right fit. But, yeah, but either way, um, we, we could probably have benefited from his goals in, in the last couple of years. There's just more excitement. You think about a Leicester team at the moment.
2: But we were so excited at the start of the season. We've got Pepe and the other couple of lads that we brought in Sevalos and you know I mean just what about Severos? his first game we looked like a world beater now he looks like a panel beater the kid honestly Bless him. He's trying. He, yeah. does, he does a lot of work. He always, show, he always
0: shows for the ball. He always, but he, again, like you don't. He's not quite one or the other, right? He's not quite an eight or a, I'm a, or bit, a i
1: I've
2: been a bit harsh on the lad. I
1: know but he, he hasn't he kicked on from a couple, a couple of early-ish good performances. I think, you know, maybe, it was a shame he was the one that missed that penalty. I who, think. who
0: really yeah. has though? Apart from Aubameyang, Aubameyang really? Like who and. That's the thing. Just if I mean, imagine if we didn't have him. Like where, how, how badly he would have been. I'm sure he would have been sacked. I'll tell you earlier this.
2: Pound for pound, apart, apart from the Bamian, because he scored the goals. But you know, I've seen a vast improvement in Callum Chambers.
0: Yes, that's true. Right. But I, I, is I that never from Unai say... Emery,
1: or was that because he's had two years out on yeah, loan think, at Middlesbrough yeah, and Fulham? Yeah,
2: I think it's obviously the loan deal. He's got his confidence. and, back and, up again.
0: and
1: Gendouzi, to be fair, Angenduzzi's been been um, a bit of a yeah, Gwenduzzi. I uh, yeah, like him. Yeah. Uh, Another one who probably wasn't expected to have the impact on the first team that that he has. Um, I'm just trying to to have a look here. I think I saw the the results go the wrong way. way, No, well, I (laughs) I think it is actually a a, a bit of a low point because. We, we could end up ninth in the table come come you know the end of the, this mind? match day. No, I'm just saying, that if results go against us, because you know, there are so many teams just behind us on 16 and 15 points, results go another way. We'll you know, barely be clinging on to a place in the top half of the table. And that's not after like four or five games of a Premier League season. This is after probably a, a fair reflection of the games that we've, we've got to play. and uh, Yeah, I do feel a bit deflated for me to... Give up and a couple of mates I go with to not bother wanting to go to Leicester on a Saturday where we could all get together. That is a, yeah, a Leicester... that is an unusual thing. First time in years I can remember feeling like that. Yeah. The, under Wenger, I also felt like. Every couple of months, you'd get a 4 or 5 nil home win. You'd just roll over someone. Maybe I'm roasting into glasses. But there'll be performances occasionally. Just give you a little reminder yeah, of what yeah. this could be. Yeah. Even though you'd go away and there'd be disappointment. Always yeah. one more player. One more player. One more, chain, play. one more player. But you know what? You just have a day where it all clicks at home. Under Emery, like we've said it every week on here, even our victories this season in the league, they've all been won by one goal. Yeah. Some of them fortuitously. Yeah. At Wolves on Saturday... You know, when they equalize, you probably go, well, they've deserved that. I, deserved I now hope we can probably hang on for a draw. Yes. And that's exactly what it, and that's what, what it's, and that's what it's come oh, to. And I don't one one know moment. if I quite got to that low with us and, and maybe it's rose-tinted know, it's maybe it's rose-tinted glasses it's chance, but he, he,
2: he, he's my one, so it does he, feel
1: like a low chris you've got six years you've been
0: away and you come I back. Know, to i've come back it's great. It's good, good to be really immersed in british <laughs> negativity times yeah. 10 but um america wouldn't get away with this sort of uh, <laughs> level of cynicism but um no the what my positive and it sounds i don't want it because it sounds mean but like <laughs> if if we lose and we'll be nine points behind, I genuinely think once Emery goes, even if Freddie, again, unproven, I just think the players, I, they're, they're good enough to be better than they are. And I think sure. they'll have that that new manager bounce, which we haven't really been privy to since after Bruce Rioch, right? Uh, sure. So that's so long ago. But even Ollie, like we're, we're all sort of delighted that um, Oli's still in charge of United because you can see he's not probably the answer. And there's have other problems, but I just... I genuinely think like Freddie would, but when he came in, the players were like, "Oh, it was like a backpack was taken off." Right? They had that great run. I genuinely think once he goes, and I think it's when, not if, um, the players. I just think they'll just be, they won't be. Whoever takes over won't be doing this same level of fucking the detail. If he was doing the details and he was getting the results, fair enough. But it must be like, if you, how, how, how much faith would you lose going? We're spending three hours watching a video about the other team. We're doing shit all on the pitch. We're losing. Once you take that away and you go go play and. Hopefully, had better tactics and instructions. Wenger used to
2: get a lot of criticism because they said that he didn't prepare like Jose does, like Pep does, etc., etc. But Wenger has explained that on numerous occasions. Because these Premier League, you, you've got to trust them to go away and watch these videos. That's the first thing, and their concentration levels are, are not. Yeah. They're not. So they're not. So he just trusted them to. to play the way we're doing, the same way every week, we try and pass around teams and score more goals than the other teams do because he wanted to entertain at the same time. Yeah. With this geezer, I'm not being funny, yet, we can't even defend.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel incredibly low about it as well. Just before we do predictions, which is really a you note know, to Boyd more than anyone else, there was this story that, that broke this afternoon, I don't know if you saw it, about Arsenal actually eight staff members. Yeah, that was planned um, before though. Including head of Everyone so t- t- tell us a that. little bit more about it because uh, the main man that that fans will know is our former player Steve Morrow who was yeah. head of youth scouting who apparently has been told that he uh, is yeah. no longer at Danny Cobassian I think's
2: gone as well there, you know what I think it was that there was a Venger uh, men and they wanted to have a little bit of a clear. Well, we're um,
1: 18 months on I mean, there were a number of Venger men that yeah, went Yeah, but the I don't day
2: suppose he they, yeah, yeah, of course. I know, but I think they couldn't, I don't suppose they could just turf them all out the door at the same time. That to just take time and recruit others. So maybe, you know, I don't know, but I, I think it's it, that's what it was. It was planned from for, for a while anyway that they was going to um, move these guys out. But Stephen Morrow, yeah, it's a shame he's. he's Stalwart from back in the George Graham days.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I think there were people on Twitter being a little bit mean about uh, Steve Moore being dropped for the yeah. second time in yeah. his Arsenal yeah, I remember career that. after Sheffield breaking Wednesday. his shoulder in the ninety-three yeah. uh, uh, League Cup final League celebrations. Cup final. Yeah, I think correct. My, my first Adams. Arsenal game was a few weeks after that game, if I uh, remember right. The FA Cup final replay against uh, against the same, two, same team. Same team, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, we better do some predictions, if only to keep Boyd happy. So firstly, the, the trip to Portugal. I, I've got a load of mates who are going out to this game, and again, I've just decided not to go, and I'm delighted to see the weather there looks really shit, because they were reassuring me this would be a good, sort of, like, nice yeah, 20-degree day. Weather. And actually, it looks like it's raining in 11 degrees, so I'm it's... delighted with my decision. But uh, any view on the game, a prediction? Um, I mean, he's, I
0: assume he's... But he, he must be thinking he has to sort of... Do a result on the weekend, so he's gonna he he he's in job survival mode. So he's he's gonna be playing. I think actually probably the most. Just all, he's got to be playing all second team players. So that might even mean no Saka, maybe no Martinelli. He might. It's weird. That he's obsessed with the Europa. I mean, I think the reason we hired him essentially was because of his Europa League level uh, uh, yeah. record. So he obviously you know loves it and maybe thinks it's another. But we're already gonna win that group. So it's gonna be youngsters, and we'll probably still win. Three
2: uh, one. I think he's, he's going to have Leicester in mind. He's got to yeah, be mindful to. of Leicester because then I think he'll put a, a strong team out, experienced team out as he can. But at the same time, he, he, what you said, Chris. You know, he's he's got to watch himself now because if he gets beat in in Victoria. Then you know, then he's, he's he's under pressure again. I think he'll go experienced defensively.
1: Well Holding and Mustafi are gonna to have to play, there's no real danger of yeah, them playing the weekend. Better in maybe Kalazinac, probably Kalazinac, unless maybe Niles comes in and fills it full back, maybe I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be a mix, I suspect. So what's your, predict, t-
0: your prediction?
2: Oh sorry, yeah. no, I think we'll I think we'll win. I think we'll win um, I think we'll win three one.
0: Do you reckon to put granite in there as punishment? Do you reckon that would be interesting?
1: It's an interesting shout to just give granite because the longer you leave it, the so bigger an no issue it home. becomes. Away from home... I don't know how many fans would take it, but I don't think it will be the no. the uh, vitriol that it would be might, if he played at he the Emirates. It might, a, it might be, it's not a bad show. Well, what's actually? he going to
2: do the next time that he gets a bit of a roasting from the crowd? Because well, that's going to happen if he plays, you know? Yeah,
1: it. and the sooner it happens, I sort of feel the better. That's why I was almost just thinking maybe put him on the bench, bring him on. It's going to be a bit of booing and just get it done, and then yeah. Yeah, it will be diminishing returns every time. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think we. Did you predict? Yes, it was a 3, three 1 victory. I think just a 1 all draw, but I think in the circumstance, if we. It, all attention will be uh, on the Leicester City game. So, Chris, your thoughts uh, ahead of a Leicester City game? I, I sense you're not thinking victory. <laughs> It'd be really funny if I was like, yeah, we will win 5-0 after that. Um, uh, I I can't... I,
0: I don't know where... It's, it's mad to say in this team, I don't really know where the goals are coming from, but the way we play, I don't really... Apart from Aubameyang, a moment of brilliance. I guess we'll play Mesut again, but then it's very funny because because he's been away for... I still like Mesut, but I don't... Think he's the answer, and he hasn't turned up in enough away games anyway. So he might chuck him in again, and I don't know if Meza will turn up. Um, I just think if we get a goal, that's I, I can't say get more than one goal, and I can see them getting at least three. So I'm going to go three-one reversal of the uh, midweek fixture, and that's that, Arsenal, how, how sad is that? That's so sad, is that that that's, and that's a realistic Arsenal scoring one
2: goal is never ever enough, as you well know. Yeah, how defend No, I can't. I've, I'm afraid that I think we get beat by the odd goal whether it be 2-1 or 1-0 or something but I think we get
1: beat. Yeah, I think 2-1 as well. I think we'll lose 2-1. Do you think we'll get sacked afterwards? Because we've got the uh, that international break. international break. I don't know. Maybe we're too blinded by the fact that we had Wenger for so long and a board that we're never really going to sack him midway through a season like like, when was the last time Arsenal sacked someone during the season? No. You're talking George Graham. Like, even That's Bruce Rio got to the end of yeah, that summer. Yeah, yeah. you know That is a bloody long time. Yeah, George Graham no, leaving midway remember. through 94, 95. Like, it's un- we haven't remember. had Arsenal leave. So I think it's just so alien to me the idea of a manager leaving midway through the season that like, I can't believe it's going to happen. But if this was any other club but Arsenal, if this was going on at Chelsea, if this was going on at mm-hmm. one I'd of the gone. other teams around us. Chelsea would be gone. He would. it would have gone. It'd Watford would have gone after two games. They would yeah. now be eyeing that up. I don't know. So I like I would like to think that is the best cause of action for the future of the football club that if we do go get B at Leicester, that you know, he should be removed. But I don't personally sadly see it happening. But we live in hope, maybe we'll all be surprised, maybe Meza inspires Arsenal to, to a victory at Leicester in our season gets back on track and we close the gap to Leicester to three points and suddenly everything looks really different. But I uh, I somehow doubt it. Um Listen, fifty or so minutes have absolutely flown by. So, thank you so much to uh, Jeff uh, for being back here. Any uh, any more holidays planned, Jeff? I know yes, you're very right. rarely yeah. uh, in the country. Uh, yeah, where where are you had a Christmas? Can you Our tell? Fan- I fancy
2: Thailand. You know what? We just go Thailand. We just go on the hoof. You know, we just go. Where, where should we go? Yeah, Once Thailand. Kitchen, kitchen and- be
1: done by then. Yeah. <laughs> Should still be done.
2: I hope so, mate. Okay, okay, I'm to go
1: in Chris, if people want to find out and follow you more, I know you said you're predominantly in, in LA. Where can we find out more about um, your, uh, your... On your the work. social
0: media, is it? It's at Chris M Comedy. Um, I feel bad. I haven't been at all. I mean, it's, it's quite hard to be funny. On, at the moment about Arsenal you no it's,
1: it's very difficult I
0: feel like I've just come on and just like I've got to get you're not funny he says comedian here but um no at Chris M Comedy just so that you, people don't think I'm from Coldplay but they are still there from Coldplay so it's absolutely pointless
1: and it's LA if people find themselves in LA they're you are in can, Los Angeles in LA.
0: I'll be doing some shows out there and walking my dog Fun. so you might see me walking my dog a lot. shows in London? no I'm just doing one tonight
1: um <sighs> just a little one but um and then flying back on Thursday so uh yeah a flying visit a little little stopping yeah um well look we hope it will be less than six years before your next visit because god knows what will be happening in 2025 should you uh, return then um, if and as i hope we are still doing this podcast uh but listen jeff and chris thank you so much and um, we hope to be back with a podcast after the victories against victoria and leicester but sadly we're not necessarily expecting them cheers no. pleasure thank thanks you. guys